You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Shalom in the Lord. My name is Dr. Michael Weiss with Zion's Hope. Today I'm starting a series on end times definitions. One of the biggest problems and reasons for miscommunication, and one reason for the numerous end times views, is because words and phrases are misdefined. Now this is due to a lot of factors because of traditions, assumptions, experiences, misinterpreting the Bible, and even false ideas that are handed down from one generation to another that are accepted as truth, and more. But let me give you a few examples of how important it is to define terms. He can kick a can, and after his job was in the can, he kicked the can. What's the main word? Can. He is able to kick a metal can. After his job was completed or in the can, he died or kicked the can. So this phrase has one word, can, used in three different ways, at least in our American culture. One is a literal can, and two are figures of speech. Now let me ask you another question. Have you ever had a conversation with your spouse where you thought you were communicating only to find out that you were not communicating because you each define words or ideas or phrases differently? It happens. (laughs) Now, imagine thousands of years ago in a Jewish Middle Eastern world or the ancient Near East where language, thinking, and the culture was very different than our world today. And within that culture, God moved in His people to write His Word. The words and phrases were understood by them, but we struggle. Again, this is one reason why there are so many different views about eschatology or the study of end times. And what we will be doing in this series is looking at some of these end time terms based upon Scripture. And I want to challenge all of us. Go to the Bible, define the terms from there, and not based upon what you've been told or our tradition or our comfort zones. Now, I can't get into great detail about each word or phrase. However, I want to give you a good overview or summary of these words. And I'm very thankful for Pastor Hogan's help for some of these definitions as well. Now, the first phrase is the most crucial phrase when it comes to the end times. And what is that phrase? That phrase is this, the day of the Lord. Now, the day of the Lord is found in numerous places. Let me give you just a few examples. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 10 through 22. Joel 1, 15. Joel 2, 30 through 31. Amos 5, 18 through 20. Zephaniah chapter 1, verses 7 through 14. And chapter 2, verse 2. Haggai 2, 23. Zechariah 12, 8. Matthew 24, 29 and 30. And many, many more. And I want to read a few of these to you as we go along. Joel chapter 2, verses 30 and 31. God says this, I will display wonders in the sky and on earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day the Lord comes. Now Amos 5, 18 and 19. 
Alas, you who are longing for the day of the Lord, for what purpose will the day of the Lord be to you? It will be darkness and not light. As when a man flees from a lion and a bear meets him, or goes home, leans his hand against the wall, and a snake bites him. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 8. On that day the Lord will protect the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the one who is feeble among them on that day will be like David, and the house of David will be like God, like the angel of the Lord before them. Now Matthew 24, 29 and 30. But immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then the Son of and then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Amen. Within the ancient Near East, the day of a deity meant that that day a particular deity was primary. Uh, that deity was honored as the most powerful god. For example, in Egypt, Mesopotamia, there were specific holy days set aside to worship that God. And the worship of that God was the focus of the day, where the people prayed for justice in the world and a reward for the righteous and the destruction of the wicked. And this view probably influenced those in Judah, which is what the prophet Amos corrected, because the Israelites thought, hey, it's going to be great for us. Well, no. He told the Israelites they would be punished too because they disobeyed God, along with the wicked Gentile nations. The day of the Lord is the major theme for prophecy in end times. If you study the last days, you must study this phrase. And the phrase day of the Lord is used 19 times in the Old Testament and five times in the New. There are also other references such as that day, the day, and things like that. It is a time of God's judgment. It includes his immediate judgment on Israel or the nations when the prophet prophesied. Let me give you an example. Isaiah talked about the Assyrian and Babylonian invasions as God's judgment or a day of the Lord. Those were immediate fulfillments for a or the day of the Lord. And there are some who would say it includes a time of blessing for Israel. But it does include the future and final worldwide judgment. What does that mean? It means that all the previous days of the Lord picture the final day of the Lord when God judges the world in His wrath. Now, the time does last longer than 24 hours, and it will be a worldwide event. So what's going to happen? Well, Scripture is clear. It's going to be a time of darkness, a time of judgment for the world, a time of discipline and purging for Israel. And the sixth seal of Revelation 6 gives some details. Revelation 6, 12-17 says this, And I looked when he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood. And the stars of the sky fell to earth as a fig tree drops its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the eminent people and the commanders, and the wealthy, and the strong, and every slave and free person hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the sight of Him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath 
of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Whew. Revelation 15.1 Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels who had seven plagues, which are the last, because in them the wrath of God is finished. That leads into chapter 16 with the bold judgments. You can read that on your own time. But a question arises. When does this day of the Lord start? We've defined a little bit, but what, when does it begin? Joel tells us. It begins after the sun, moon, and the stars go dark. When God turns out the lights. If you define the day of the Lord as the entire seven years, you're incorrect. It does not begin until after Antichrist takes power and demands worship, as noted in Matthew 24 and 2 Thessalonians 2. And before that, during Daniel's 70th week, which is a term we'll get to later, is Satan's wrath or the persecution of the Antichrist in the Great Tribulation. Again, another term we'll explore later. And as you study end times, you must put the day of the Lord in its proper place. And after that, other events will fall into place when it does come to the end times. But what can we do as Christians, and as Christian leaders in particular, to prepare people for the coming day of the Lord, the final day of the Lord? First, encourage the church, because we are not going to face God's wrath. Paul stated this in 1 Thessalonians 5.9, For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. In this context, salvation means physical deliverance through the rapture, which again is another term we'll define later. Second, we can teach them the timing of end times events, explain what will happen and when it will happen as best as we understand. And third, we implore people to put their faith in Jesus to escape the wrath to come. This is when we share the gospel with as many as we can while we can. And last, we need to equip others to share the gospel and what the Bible says about the end times and specifically about the day of the Lord. So I hope you will talk about this subject and I hope this brief introduction and definition of the day of the Lord has been helpful to you. That covers the first term in this series on defining end times terms biblically. This is Dr. Michael Weiss with Zion's Hope. Be sure to visit our website, zionshope.org. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Parlor, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which has hundreds of videos on end times and more from our very gifted Bible teachers. So until next time, be strong in the Lord until He returns. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.